You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Brian McTaggart, who covers the Astros for MLB.com. Brian, headlines catching my eye, man. Getting ready for our podcast. The best offense ever. Gotta love this headline. Our friend Mike Petriello wrote the article and kind of put the Astros offense on a pedestal. Deserved or not deserved, Brian? I think it's very deserved. I mean, you know, he had some pretty strong numbers to uh, back up his argument. Um, and, uh, you know, I've heard some people say there's no way the Astros can do this again offensively. Some guys are going to regress. But a lot of these these guys are still on their way up. I mean, Carlos Correa, best is yet to come. And he also missed eight weeks last year with that thumb injury. Alex Bregman, best is yet to come. I mean, he put it together in the second half. He's got star potential. I mean, Guriel, first full season of the big leagues. Springer's probably got an extra gear. Altuve's Altuve. Um, you know, guys like McCann and, and Reddick are what they are. But um, just the depth of this lineup, uh, you know, it's not a it's not a fluke what they did. And yeah, I mean, even though the Yankees did get uh, Stanton, um, the Astros one to nine still have still have a better lineup. I like it. All right, fair enough. Mike Petriello, hats off to you, uh, Brian. Before I forget, also we're two weeks out from, from pitchers and catchers reporting. How does that make you feel? I'm kind of freaking out a little bit, Danny. <laughs> well, you know, I always feel like the walls are closing in because I have all this stuff I got to do, and I never get it done. But also, this is like the shortest off season ever because the Astros played right. next month, of course. But uh, like next week, when it's a reality that I'm going to be leaving in a week, and um, then you know, you, I kind of get a little, a little more excited about it. Right now, I'm still, still trying to focus on uh, keeping my house and in life together before I leave for six weeks. But, no, it, it's all good. It's it's getting here fast, though. Yeah, you got to schedule those dentist appointments, man. Yeah, last week, knocked them all out. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You and our 29 other reporters are doing the exact same thing right now. You guys are, are uh, some of the hardest-working people in baseball, Brian. Let's, let's move on. Uh, Sunday night in New York, the BBWAA, Awards, the New York chapter hosted the MVPs, the Cy Young Award winners, managers of the year. I was there, Brian, and I was sitting at a table next to your team, all the representatives that were there, Jim Crane, A.J. Hinch. Um, it was I, – I didn't say hi to any of them, but Aww. I know, I know. Two other guys who were there, I think you're familiar with, Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve – just took home great honors, great awards, and this is nothing new. I feel like this is kind of a, a bow tie on their offseason, yeah? Yeah, for sure. They, uh, Especially Altuve. The, the awards that guy has gotten since the season ended, I mean, you name it, he's won the award. And Correa, I know, got, got honored for what he did with uh, Puerto Rico. And say what, both these guys do so much in the community. And, I mean, that's where they should be recognized as well. Um, Correa, I think, is out every weekend doing something, some sort of charity event. If you watch his Twitter, he's got a ping-pong tournament or he's handing out mattresses or he's at a outdoor store with a fishing tournament. Uh, he doesn't have to do that stuff. I mean, he's, he's 23, so you know, 
you take your hats off to them because uh, um, that's just really going above and beyond. Altuve is the same way. They're both great players, great guys, and uh, to see them get recognized is great. And I, I was thrilled A.J. Hinch and, you know, Jim Crane go all the way to New York to, to see them get recognized in, in front of, uh, you know, the New York riders because it's no secret who these guys are anymore. Yeah, it was really cool, and it was really cool to see Carlos Correa talk about how you know, he, he had the supplies ready to go to Puerto Rico and he needed a plane. And he called Jim Crane and he said, listen, man, I have everything. I just need a plane. And Crane was like, give me 10 minutes, calls him back and is like, I have a plane for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Correa, that's his business. I mean, he, he made his money in shipping and logistics. So if there was anybody that was going to get that done, it was Jim Crane. But no, just good for them. I mean, they, uh, you know, obviously that hurricane hit Puerto Rico hard where Correa is from and right. his family was there and he couldn't get his family out or some of his family members didn't want to leave anyway. So sure. um, for him to give back like that and, and Carlos Beltran did as well, did some amazing things. So any recognition they get for that stuff, I'm all, I'm all for it. Yeah. They're, they're model people as well as model yeah. athletes and baseball players. Okay, Brian, you wrote about Tyler White. Tyler White is trying to crack this 25 man roster of the quote unquote best offense ever. So he's looking to break in, and listen, he was good enough to make the ALDS roster. He didn't see any action, but he made the roster. But how does someone crack into this lineup? Well, it's going to be tough, Danny. They're really, for position players, there's one spot. I mean, you know, the, the starting infield is set. We all know who those guys are. And then they have Marvin Gonzalez, a fifth infielder. I mean, you're not – barring injury, you're not cracking those guys. In the outfield, you have Springer and Reddick not going anywhere. Left field is a little bit up in the air, but it looks like Derek Fisher is going to get a shot uh, to play there. Marisnik, backup outfielder. So then you got your two catchers, Gaddis and McCann. So there's only one spot left after that if, if, you, if they carry 12 position players and 13 pitchers, which they probably will. So it's going to come down to do they carry a third catcher, which would be Max Stassi, uh, maybe have him catch a little more and Gaddis DH a little more, or do they carry – an extra outfielder, infielder, and that's where Tyler White could come in the mix. And I mean, he really helped himself. I mean, the kid can hit. I mean, we all remember he came up, he made the opening day roster in 2016. He was the AL Player of the Week, first week of the season. Everyone's like, oh, wow, Astros, they, they found something here in Tyler White. Of course, he ended up spending most of the year in the minors. But, you know, he came up last year, just got a cup of coffee, but hit the ball really well. I mean, he can hit. So, uh, what's working against him, I think, is that he can't play the outfield. I mean, I think if he could play the outfield and infield, he might be a shoe-in for that spot. Uh, Tony Kemp can play the outfield and infield, probably not as good a hitter as White is. But, uh, no, that's why we have spring training. I mean, these guys are going to have six weeks. There might be an injury, hopefully not for the Astros case. But White has definitely put himself in the mix, I think, to make this club, which um, is, is pretty tough to do. Okay. All right. Well, now we know how to do it and <laughs> – it's not going to be easy for this guy, but hopefully hopefully, maybe he can figure out a way and, and it doesn't cost the Astros having any injuries or anything like that. Brian, uh, lastly, wrapping up, uh, MLB Pipeline released its new Top 100 list, and the Astros are represented by Forrest Whitley. And we're recording this podcast on a Wednesday, and you're actually writing about Forrest Whitley and why he doesn't have an invite to spring training like outfield prospect Kyle Tucker. So, Brian, why was he not invited to spring training? Yeah, I got that asked that question a lot. You know, the Astros last week released their non-roster invitees. There were 19 of them. Most of them are minor leaguers. And Kyle Tucker was on it 
Force Whitley wasn't. So a couple of things are working here. Number one, Force Whitley is a year younger than Cal Tucker. He was drafted out of high school in 2016, Tucker out of high school in 2015. So um, Whitley's going to pitch all of next year at 20 years old. So he's, he's a little bit younger than Tucker. And the Astros didn't invite any players who were drafted in 2016, even though, even though Whitley's moving so quickly through the system, reaching double-A last year at 19 years old. But the Astros are also general manager Jeff Luno is steadfast. Whitley could make the big leagues next year. He could be pitching for them at, towards the end of the season. Now, again, they have a stacked rotation, so I, you know it's hard to envision that right now. But we all know that things happen during the season. But their view is if if this young arm, if he's if he's going to pitch the innings for them at the end of the season, they don't want to burn him up too much in spring camp. So, you know, Astros fans that want to see him in spring camp, he's going to come over probably pitching a game or two, maybe in relief at some point. You know, the, the big league staff's going to get a look at him in that environment. But um, I think he'll be probably in the big leagues before he's in big league camp next year. So uh, it's not a knock against him. They're just treating him very cautiously. And But he's still going to move very, very quickly through that system based on, you know, the arsenal that he has and the reputation that he has and where he was drafted. Lastly, Brian, let's talk about Kevin Towers. Kevin Towers lost his battle with cancer recently, but he did impact and touch a life in the Astros organization. And that was AJ Hinch, right? Yeah. You know, they, they both worked for the D backs and the Padres and the front offices, never at the same time, but they were contemporaries and they, they both San Diego guys lived in San Diego. So ran in the same circle. So obviously, you know, like a lot of people in front offices, they really had a, a great relationship with Kevin Towers and, if you remember back at the World Series last year, I think it was game three, might have been game four, but the stand-up for cancer moment of silence, A.J. Hinch on the field at Minute Maid Park had uh, a placard uh, saying he was standing up for Kevin Towers. And uh, Kevin Towers um, called A.J. after, even though you know he was still very sick, and, and thanked him for that. And, and A.J. had asked permission to do that, and, and K.T. said he was all for it. So that was a very poignant moment in the World Series, and um, – I know a lot of people are, are missing Kevin Towers, and even though A.J. Hinch didn't work with him, he obviously um, trusted him as, as a close friend, and he'll be thinking about him as well. Certainly a, a tragic story, though. Absolutely. Well, I, it's great that we do have stand-up to cancer. It's, that's one of my favorite parts um, is, is seeing players be able to write down someone that they want to think about or just give a little extra love to during that time. Man, the Astros, Brian, are just stand-up people. I I love being able to talk to you about all of them. And if you guys still need your Astros fix, you can definitely go to Astros.com, get everything you need, because we are heading right into the season. With Brian McTaggart, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.